You're listening to the second season of the Junior Hereford Show. You're a Hereford enthusiast, or maybe a fellow junior, and you could be that excited individual ready to take on the future of the beef industry. I'm Ralston Rip, your host. Get ready to learn, lead, and achieve. Welcome to the Junior Herford Show. I am super excited to be your host, Ralston, and for my first official podcast to be with Miss Madison Sifford. And so kind of before we get any deeper into some details and some fun conversation, I'm going to go ahead and have Madison introduce herself. Hi, well, my name is Madison Sifford. I'm currently a junior at Virginia Tech. I am a dual degree in dairy science and communications. Um, I have grown up in the Hereford and Holstein industry my entire life. My sisters, Salem and Sedona, and I have um, pretty much taken complete control of the operation. We own and operate and run our Hereford cow-calf operation together, make all the decisions together. Um, I think right now we have about 20, or no, about 30 to 40 um, brood cows in our Hereford operation, and we um, just focus on um, creating show heifers that'll do well for us in the ring, but also perform well and raise calves um, once they become cows, and um, we really like to raise steers and sell privately to people who are interested in, you know, buying beef from us. And we put some different um, cow calves and bred heifers and some sales on the East Coast. And like I said, we also are raising about 20 Holstein cows and heifers. Um, we focus on um, type there as well. We um, on both sides are really focusing on our show cattle and really trying to improve that every day. So yeah, I think that's just about everything you know about me. <laughs> no, I love that. And I think it's really fun. Um, you and your family kind of have the Holstein background too. I grew up, my grandparents, my grandpa milked cows. And so I definitely understand and highly respect the work ethic of the dairy industry too. And I think are kind of similar to our Hereford family in the Hereford industry and individuals really respecting that work ethic and the lessons you learn. And so I guess too, if you could maybe share like how the two intertwine together or what's some big moments that really keep you in both industries. I know you also dairy judge too. So I guess why are those things important to you? It's actually really interesting to see the similarities, but also the differences between the two associations. Um, I have been involved in both for so long that it's you start to grab ideas from both and trying to push them onto the other into the other association. Um, I've been the uh, president of the Herford Junior Herford Association, and I'm currently the president of the Holstein Association. So it's been really awesome to oh, we did this in the Herford Association. Let's see if we can incorporate it into the Holstein side of things. And both of them have offered me so many opportunities. I'm so grateful for what both national associations have offered me. It's it, both of them have really great um, conventions and different leadership opportunities that you can go through throughout the year and great networking opportunities. And so I have met so many people across the United States that um, I never would have known if I had just stayed in Virginia my entire life. And 
Um, I just think that both of them have tried really hard to increase their scholarship opportunities, increase their competitions that they're offering. Um, like you did say, I I did do livestock judging and uh, quiz bowl growing up, and then I kind of got started doing dairy judging, and that was really what I was interested in. And I have carried that all the way through to now I'm collegiately um, doing dairy judging with Virginia Tech. So it's been awesome to start things at eight years old and still be doing them when you're 21 years old. Yeah, I think that's definitely a good thing to highlight. You know, a lot of us start at eight years old, uh, maybe from our parents even making us do it and then realizing that we love it too and get just get to continue and keep doing it. And it's pretty awesome to see what you're doing now, Madison. I got to meet you a couple years ago. Um, as you were a delegate. And so it's really fun to have getting to know you the past couple of years and see you really grow in your leadership skill too. And you mentioned the great relationships you get to build in both associations. Um, so why don't you share maybe, I know you're super involved in them, kind of the job interview contests as well as bridging the gap. How, what have those experiences been like for you? Yeah, um, actually bridging the gap was um, one, I think this is the first year that I actually got to experience it. I know it kind of got started during COVID and it was a little awkward and weird. And so this was the first year that I really got to go into a room and just talk to whoever I wanted to talk to. And that was an awesome experience. I just thought it was so great to be able to talk to anybody I wanted to explain to them who I was and they might could find a way that I fit either into their um, into their company or some places had you know grad school opportunities that I got to talk to them about how I might fit into that university and it was just really great because even if someone might not have a position or opportunity available for me they were really eager to try to find something for me. And so if it didn't fit for them, they found another company and they're like, maybe you should reach out to this person. And that is really what I think is awesome about all of these opportunities, because even after the competitions I did at junior nationals, I would go and thank the judges for everything that they did to, you know, spending time to listen to us and judge us. And I was able to build a connection with those judges and they were like, hey, did you know that there's this internship? And I was like, no, I had no idea. And it's just, I, it, I've just been so thankful for everything that people have tried to do for me, even if it was just, I've only known them for five minutes and, but they thought that I was um, a great candidate for something and they were eager to help me and show me the opportunities out there even after the competitions or experiences that I had with them. No, I love that. Um, it's been fun. I've got to talk to you kind of in the holding room before you go in for those interviews. And this year you were very calm and you were like, you know, I'm not nervous. I have done this and I'm just excited to get to visit with them. What's maybe some advice you could give to our juniors listening of how to kind of get to that point of just having confidence and being able to be really calm before walking into whether it's the interview contest room or even some scholarship interviews? I think that the biggest thing to remember is that you're just remember your stories. Remember what you have experienced throughout your entire life. Maybe you had 
um, a issue in your association or in a leadership role? And how did you overcome that? And, you know, or maybe you had something really exciting happen to you and you grew it to so much more than what you thought was going to happen with that, maybe that event that you created. Remember those opportunities and stories that you had because those questions get asked time and time again and so become really fam you know don't don't make it canned but just remember those stories and be prepared to tell someone about them the other thing i would say is just be yourself um i think sometimes people go into an interview room and are um, yes, you want to be professional, but they're a little too serious and they're, you know, just very open, you know, just very straightforward and maybe don't dive into those specific things. I'm a very open person and I go into an interview room very excited to talk to them. And I think that that's what people are really looking for, especially in the industry that we are in. They're looking for youth that are excited to maybe grow social, their social media pages or grow something, develop something, whatever it is, they want that excitement. And so it's very important that you go in there and show them that you are the person for them because of the excitement that you will bring to whatever position or job or, you know, scholarship, whatever it is that you're excited to, you know, have that opportunity. I love that you talk about excitement and I can see the excitement in your voice when you just like light up talking about it because you love it so much. And that's a quality that I truly love about you, Madison. You're very determined too and you work really hard for what you go after. So way to go. Um, one kind of final question before we kind of hear from some of our big supporters. If there was one thing that you could tell juniors to practice before walking into the room, what would that one thing be? I think the biggest thing is to practice how to recover. And what I mean by that is that sometimes you might be get thrown a question that you have no idea what the answer to it is or you know you weren't prepared for it or maybe you happen like in a speech you happen to mess up and you know you kind of just draw a blank and you don't know where to go from there it's hard to practice that recovery obviously because you don't know you know where you're going to mess up or if you're going to mess up but just you know that having that few seconds that if you do mess up take a breath start over maybe if you um you don't know the answer to something you know repeat the question out loud and just think for a second i promise you like judges don't mind you taking a second to think because it shows that you know you're really trying to answer the question to the best of your ability and you know it's okay to sometimes say i'm not really sure give it a best, you know, give it your best guess and say like, hey, I can get back to you if you need this answer. But just really practicing that recovery, because sometimes people get really nervous, and then it might mess up what they're trying to do from that, that point on. And so just taking a deep breath and just picking up back where you were and going on like nothing happened. And honestly, that's the best thing for you. Because nine times out of 10, the judges will probably forget that you messed up somewhere in between. And that's totally fine because it really shows that 
you pushed through and you finished it no matter what. I love that. And I think everything you said can really be applicable to beyond just an interview room and just whether it's in the show ring, whether it's in your everyday life or in school and just being a good leader, learning how to recover, maybe be honest and genuine of you made a mistake and asking how you can do better and taking a deep breath to really move on from there. It's been pretty awesome just in this first half, Madison, to get to see such your excitement for the industry you're involved in, the associations you're involved in, and truly recognizing the hard work that it takes to become a better leader and a better person. And we're really fortunate here in the NJHA to have awesome supporters and great individuals, families, breeders that really choose to invest in our youth and our association, and they deserve to be recognized. Let's hear from them. The first episode of the second season of the Junior Hereford Show is brought to you by the small advertisers for the month of August, who through their donations continue to make all of the programs of the NJHA possible. We'd like to thank Everhart Herefords, Waldron, Indiana, Green Cattle Company, Munfordville, Kentucky, and Stevenson Lore Herefords of Illinois. We'd also like to thank Reed Stock Farm, Black River Falls, Wisconsin, Riverbend Farms, Runnels, Iowa, and Lorenzen Farms of Christman, Illinois. The support of all these donors is what continues to allow Hereford Juniors to learn, lead, and achieve. Well, we are very grateful for our sponsors of the NJHA and our youth all across the nation. So a huge thank you to them. And another organization that we really need to thank is the Hereford Youth Foundation of America. You know, they give out thousands and thousands of dollars to youth twice a year. So Madison, I know you have been honored in many years past and probably applied this year again. What has your involvement and engagement in the scholarship program kind of looked like and how has it benefited you and why do you keep applying? Um, yeah, I started applying, well, I don't know how many years ago, I guess around the time I was in high school. And, you know, for the first few years, I was not getting any scholarships and I was actually pretty discouraged because I was like, you know, what am I doing wrong? Is there, you know, something I should be trying to do more? And, um, you know, I never really got a true answer from that, but I just continued to apply and worked hard. And I guess this is last fall, I got one of the veneer scholarships, which was a blessing. I was so, it was so shocked that I even got that scholarship. And, um, when I tell people about how often the Hereford Association in Haifa give money to the juniors, I mean, even other kids in agriculture, in dairy breeds and other Hereford breeds, their jaws just drop when I tell them the amount of money that is being given to juniors. And I think that that really just highlights how awesome Haifa and the association has worked to have this opportunity for our youth and how they really believe in us and believe in the things that we're going to do as adults and as we continue to grow and and I think that is why you should continue to apply even if you're somebody like me that was not getting them in the beginning because 
there will be people who believe in you and want to see you continue to develop. And if you're honest with them and say, like, I'm interested in going to grad school and, you know, this is um, how much I've already spent on, you know, on my undergrad tuition and I, it might not be possible or, you know, just being honest with them and telling them what you're wanting to do. And, you know, sometimes you just luck out and you have a committee that is really excited to see what you're what you're going to do and then they give you the money and yeah I just say continue to apply and just throwing everything out there that you've been a part of I'm I'm very open in everything that I've been a part of I continue to try to get leadership roles even while I'm here in college and I can encourage that to um, for anybody to continue to do that because um, I, I truly believe that these scholarship committees want to see you staying involved, not only in the Herford Association, but also in other, um, you know, extracurriculars that you're doing throughout the year. Well, Madison, you have been a very successful junior that Haifa has invested in, and for great reason. You've been an awesome leader on a national level, you know, running for queen, continuing to do contests, and really showing up to make a difference even in the pen to pen program with having mentees. And so, you know, you talk about how great we all know the financial burden that furthering your education can be. So, how has receiving scholarships really helped you in college? I think the biggest thing for me is that it has allowed me the opportunity to know that um, I can go to grad school. I'm very interested in the ag comm side of things. And so I think that that's something I want to do. And having most of my undergrad supported through the scholarships I've received has really kind of um taken away some of that burden that I was going to have and allowed me the opportunity to continue my education even further. And I also think that in a crazy weird way, um, not only has Haifa, you know, supported me with scholarships, but other um, associations that I've been a part of have given me scholarships. And it really has shown me that they believe in me and support what I'm trying to do. And so it's really encouraged me to try harder in my classes, you know, continue to get good grades and just work harder than what I was doing and, and being more involved outside of just the classroom, but being involved in clubs and taking on those leadership roles, because sometimes I think it's hard, especially once you get into college, it's it's hard to decide what direction you want to go in and, you know, how much should I take on? Well, in a weird way, like I said, every every association that has, support, has supported me and shown me that I can do it has given me that push to continue to try and, you know, have leadership roles outside of, you know, just taking classes in college. Yes, I second to all of it. Um, I think it's pretty awesome. You've really hit on, you know, don't give up. You might not get it the first time, but keep applying. Um, keep adding things that you're doing. Keep being proud of who you are and really honest and genuine. Um, I love those tidbits of advice as well as, you know, we're never too old. Like, don't get senioritis. Like, keep applying because it pays off. Keep being involved. So you definitely hit on awesome points. And as an alumni now of college, I definitely can say scholarships, filling out 
a piece of paper for maybe like working on it a week to get money of people that support you and invest in you that holds you accountable in college for sure those were great points you hit on madison um to make you work harder i think that's something that people don't always talk about you know getting scholarships really holds you accountable and makes you work harder so i love that you said all that very beneficial advice for our listeners here i hope they're taking notes <laughs> um but it's been so awesome to get to visit with you i've really enjoyed it and before we kind of wrap up i want to give you a moment to share whatever experience stories or moments and maybe realizations that you've had as an older junior to kind of pass on to our listeners yeah i just oh my gosh like i wish i could write a book on all the things that i have learned in just the past few years that i wish i had known you know my freshman year of high school and, you know, done then, I've, there's just so many things that I've picked up on in just the past few years. But um, like you are, we kind of already talked about, about not giving up. I just wanted to make it very clear to all of the Hereford youth out there, you might not, you know, come from a long line of Hereford breeders. And, you know, you, I, I am a first generation Hereford breeder. My parents, you know, started taking us to junior nationals when I was, you know, when I aged in and we had no idea what the opportunities were. We just, my, my parents wanted to buy her for cattle and that's where we got started. And I'm thankful that that's where we ended up because I had no idea. And I, you know, I was like, I'm a no name, like nobody knows who I am. And I decided to run for national Hereford queen. And, you know, I was first runner up both years. And while that kind of stings just a little bit, I would not trade it for anything because of the connections that I built while I was running, the friendships that I made, and just just having the experience. It was awesome to be in the ring and, you know, be announced and people learning who you were. And, you know, I think this thing, uh, my sister is wanting to run for the board next year, you know, and it's just those little things that neither me or her thought that we would do at eight years old because you know nobody knows who we are and I think we've realized that that doesn't matter it what matters is that you reaching out making those friendships just being a genuine person competing in contests meeting the young kids and encouraging them to stay involved that's what matters it's important to build those connections and help everyone grow not just yourself and I think that that kind of rolls into the other thing that I want to say is that we all most, I wouldn't say everybody, but a lot of youth start off, you know, really doing a lot of competitions and showing and, um, and then kind of when you get older into the your senior age bracket, um, there's not as much participation. And I think that I would encourage everyone, no matter how old you are, but especially when you get older to continue to work hard and, you know, participate in those contests. I, um, you know, some of those contests offer money if you win. And then even if they don't, they're great opportunities just to continue to build on your interview skills, your leadership skills, marketing skills. There's a lot of opportunities out there. So look through um, the contests that are going to be offered at Junior Nationals. Read the little description. If you even think it vaguely, you know, it has some interest to what you're wanting to do in your career or just 
you're interested in it at all, go ahead and try it. It is definitely worth it. I 100% promise you that it is worth just giving it a try because even if you don't win, um, you've learned something and you will take something away from every contest that Junior Nationals offers. You said it. You said it best. Take advantage of opportunities. You know, you don't do it who is um, and never give up. I definitely, I've learned something from you, Madison, and you're very inspiring to myself. I have thoroughly enjoyed getting to visit with you and hope that our listeners have too. So thank you so much for joining us, leaving great advice for our juniors. And I cannot wait to see the next mountains that you conquer, Miss Madison. So Thank you so much for joining us, and you've been listening to The Junior Herford Show. Thank you for joining us for The Junior Herford Show. Stay tuned for the next episode and be prepared to continue to learn, lead, and achieve.